0: It's good to be back with you. Remember, we're talking about stewardship, and we're looking at it through the three T's, time, talent, and treasure. Well, today I want to look at stewardship through the lens of talent. And I brought a few scriptures that I want to share with you, but before I do that, talent. We think about it because some things come easy for some of us. We all have skills, we all have abilities. Some of us, we don't even think twice about it because it's something that you were gifted It was something that God gave you. You have an ability to do something that comes easy for you, but it might be more difficult for other people. I can remember I was going out for flag football. My wife had convinced me to go out and play. My kids wanted to see Daddy play. See, back when I played in college, they weren't around, so they didn't believe that Daddy could play. So she convinced me to go out for flag football, and I did. Now, my mind thought I could still do some things, but my body had another opinion. And so a few weeks in, I had a knee issue. I had torn a meniscus. And so I went in to see the doctor, and the doctor said to me, Chris, you're going to need routine surgery. Now, I don't know about you, but the words routine and surgery don't go together. I mean, if I'm going under a knife or if I'm going under, I'm worried, okay? I'm concerned. And so I got home and I was talking to my wife and kids and was telling them, hey, daddy's going to have to have surgery. And my son looked at me and he said, daddy, do you have life insurance? (laughs) I said, son, I do and I won't be needing it. Okay, daddy will be coming home. But as I met with the doctor, he talked about what he was going to do. He talked about how he was just going to routinely and procedurally go through the steps to fix my knee. And so I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him and he sounds like he knows what he's doing. He sounds very clear. He walks through step by step with me of how he's going to fix this knee. Now, the day of the surgery comes and I'm sitting back there. And before the anesthesiology, all of these things happen, he comes in and he's talking with me. And again, he goes through the process of what's going to occur in the surgery. And before he did anything else, he said, no, Chris, I have to sign your leg. And I'm thinking to myself, Doc, I mean, I know you're good and everything, but you ain't got to autograph my skin. You can put some paper or something. I don't... And he said, the reason I'm gonna sign your leg is to make sure that I'm operating on the right leg. Again, talented man, but he's being very thorough. And his talent didn't just come to him. Again, it was gifted. And I went through the surgery and came out, everything was fine, the doctor was there and he talked about what he did, again, reiterating. And I thought to myself, this man is extremely talented. I would want no one else operating on my leg. I'm grateful for his skill, and I thought about that for a minute, and as the day went on, I remembered it's not his skill. It was God's gift, the gift to be able to do that, and you have similar skills. You have similar abilities, but we always forget to give God the glory, and we're too quick to take the credit, and so as we think about this, I want to direct you to some scriptures, so if you would, get your Bible out, or if you're high-tech and you have an iPad or an e-reader, get it out and swoosh to it. The first one I want to talk about is 1 Corinthians 4, 7. And so if you'll get there, we can talk. But the scripture reads, for who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Again, that's 1 Corinthians 4, 7. And as we think about that scripture that makes it really, really clear that there's nothing that I have that I did not receive. Now, we think about that because I think we can take things for granted. We think that we are the people that taught ourselves to be able to do that, whatever that skill or or talent might be. And when you begin to unplug from that worldview or that me mentality, you start to look at it and realize it indeed was a gift. It was you were thought of. You were considered, and it was given to you by God. And so I, you look at that. And so then the latter part of that, where you're really talking about what we don't have, and I think we can get caught up in that, where we are, we're so busy talking about what we lack or what we don't have that we forget to be grateful for what we do have. And so the, the mindset, again, of stewardship, of your talent. Stewardship is that management Okay, that's the responsibility for that talent, whatever your talent may be. Now, the second scripture that I want to draw to your attention comes out of Ephesians 2.10. And it reads, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, as we think about that, really truly hear that, that we are God's handiwork. We are God's handiwork. We didn't just pop up, we were created. And the talents and the skills that we have were a blessing. I love the phrase created to do good works. It's so easy to get down on ourselves and to begin to doubt ourselves. But when you start start to really consider that you were created to do good works, it does not read to be perfect, it doesn't mean to get everything right, because there is nothing perfect on this planet outside of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is no such thing as perfect, but to do good works. You think about that, good works. As we begin to consider people and love people, and I love that, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. To me, that's really the golden rule, isn't it? That if we can really put that through the lens of our life, and really in our actions and even our words, if we can really begin to put that through there and do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It changes things. It changes how we speak. It changes how we act. It really does because none of us want anybody to do us wrong. We don't want people to mistreat us. So we have to be careful that we're not doing that to others. And the good works And a lot of times as you show up and you love on people, that to me is doing a good work. As you extend your hand to people and love on them, that is doing a good work. And we think about that. I think we're so easy to get caught up in the negative mindset where you sell yourself short or we're so quick to shine a light on what we didn't do well. We're so quick to do that. And if you get caught up in that in yourself, then it's real easy for you to be clear on and to really be able to see what other people don't do well. And we have to be careful with those words. We have to be careful in making sure that we're loving people. And again, if we're created to do good works, I think that also means we're created and we're supposed to use good words. And that's lifting people up and being very, very careful of what we say about people. And, and and be mindful of it. Speak good about people. It's really hard for some people to, to step out and use their talent because they're so worried about being criticized by others. They're worried about what other people may say. And so if we can just mind our tongue and watch our words, I think we can do a better job of lifting people up. We can make people feel good about their talent and their skill. God gave it to them. It can't be bought. It can't be earned, it's a gift. And so those good works, I think that it creates and goes hand in hand with good words. And so begin to really think about the words that you're using. My wife told me years ago, she goes, Chris, you, you don't have much of a filter. I would think something and I would say it. And then lo and behold, as you get married and you, you love someone because, and you care for them, the last thing you wanna do is to hurt their feelings. And I realized with some of my words, that's what I was doing. I was hurting her feelings, not intentionally, but that was the byproduct of my words. That's not a good work. That's a hurtful thing. And so I began to have a filter. I began to speak well and to be very, very aware of the negative things that I might say, or it's more of how you say it. I mean, if you have children, you know the power of words. Kids will just be honest, they'll tell you. My son, one day, he looked at me, he said, Daddy, why are you bald, you know? And I said, son, d- Daddy, I, I can grow hair if I want to. And he goes, we'll do it. <laughs> I said, so I can't just do it on the spot. I mean, I, I need a little bit of time here, right? But he wasn't trying to be hurtful asking me about it. He's just being honest. And I think there's a difference between being honest and being hurtful. And so if we can be honest with people, but in an uplifting way, and mind our words, we can do good works. The third scripture I wanna point out to you comes from 1 Peter 4.10. And it is, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various form. Now there's that word steward again. The steward means manager, let's remember that. So I- I've been entrusted with certain things and my job is to manage it to the best of my ability. See, it's not mine, I don't own it. It was a gift, so my job is to manage it. Now, many of you here, and also at 95th, you probably have the job of a manager. Your job is to oversee it and to make sure things are in its place, right? Because you're accountable for that. That's what a manager has to do. You know that if you don't do your job well, then there could be repercussions from that. I think from a stewardship view, we should also be very, very careful. We need to be very, very aware about the role and the job and the requirement that we have to be a good steward. And so that's a responsibility. And I don't think it's a responsibility that we should take lightly. I think it should be taken very, very seriously. Our job is to manage that, especially as we're looking through this week through talents. I have to make sure that I'm being a good steward with my talent. I have to make sure that I'm using it for good, that I'm serving my church that I'm serving my community, but I'm doing it for good and having that mindset because it is a responsibility and it's not anything to be taken lightly. I think if we begin to look at that and take it as serious as as it's intended, it would rock us to our core because now we begin to look at it differently. We won't take it for granted because we know I need to serve others. I need to do a good work with my talent, with my skill, And remember, that might just mean showing up and being alongside people. It might be loving them when they're hurt. It might be lifting them up with your words. We all have the ability to use our words for good. We all have that gift. I need to fully be aware of this, and I need to treat it as a gift. Because if you treat something as a gift, you acknowledge, number one, you didn't have to get it. You didn't have to receive it. There was nothing that you could demand from anyone but it was given to you as a gift. So there's that spirit of gratefulness. And one of the things that I found out and and, and really helps me in my life, I heard someone mention this about seven years ago and I was never the same. They said the phrase, it's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. It's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. And as you think about that, that's something, again, because it's so easy to talk about what we don't have. We're so quick to talk about what we're missing out on or or what we're not able to do. But I think if we just take a step back and really begin to look at your life, you've been blessed more than you've been left out. And so that spirit of gratefulness, it puts a smile on your face even when it's raining. It puts a smile on your face even when things are hard because you know you're serving a God that truly is capable. And so with your talents, you want to begin to really think about, how can I serve? I think there's a big difference from an attitude of service versus an attitude of entitlement. And I'm going to say that again. There's a big difference between an attitude of service versus an attitude of entitlement. An attitude of service looks for opportunities. Looks for opportunities to be able to serve others with your talent a service of an attitude of entitlement though, it's looking for somebody to do something for you. It actually expects other people to do things for you. There's a difference. So why do you have your talent? I mean, for me, I mean, people talk about my voice all the time. You know, people ask me, are you the, are you the insurance man on TV? You know, which cracks me up, you know, and I'll, sometimes I'll look at them and i say, are you in good hands? Okay, and then they start laughing. But my ta- my voice, now, my voice started changing when I was 13. So since about the age of 15, I've sounded this way. I've been scaring people a long time. And it's impossible for me to whisper in church, okay? I've been getting in trouble in church a long time. A voice this big and people ask me, Chris, can you sing? I go, yeah, no, you don't, you don't want me doing that. About all I can do is hum, okay, with the best of them. And I'm good at humming now, okay? If they gave out a grammar for humming, I'm probably right up there. But talent. God gave me this voice for a reason. And it dawned on me some years ago that I love people. I love encouraging and empowering people. I want people to think different because I think when you think different, you can do different. And so I love to encourage people. So to me, in my mind, this voice is a gift from God. I need to use it for good. And with our talents, it's real easy to get caught up in the world's vision what the world thinks we ought to be doing. And I think if you strive for the world's definition, what will you end up with if you achieve it? But where can we go wrong if we strive for God's definition? We can never go wrong. We can never ever lose what he gave us, and that's faith and hope. We can never lose it. So let's use those talents for God. Begin to think differently. Remember what I said, if you think differently, then you can act differently. And there are some areas here of gifts that I really want us to think about because some of you will immediately think of several things that you're pretty good at. But there are some other things. We all have certain gifts that we don't really think about. And for instance, we may even take these for granted. And some of you, I'm sure, have had yourself or your skill or your service taken for granted. And it's really not a matter of, of, of how somebody else perceives it. I want you to do your work as if unto the Lord. And so now it's not a matter of if someone appreciated it or if someone was grateful, but it's the fact that you gave it, that you were focused on being obedient to God with your talent. And there are a few here I put down, like the the gift of service. Some of you out there are incredible servers. You're people that are just in tune with needs, If you hear about something, whether it's here at Hobson or at 95th, if you hear about somebody having a need, you immediately just act. You have that skill inside of you where you respond to people's needs. That's a gift of service. You have a talent in that area, the talent of being aware of someone's needs. Have you ever had someone walk up to you out of the blue and just tell you that they were praying for you? Just out of the blue. They said, hey, I thought about you and I prayed for you. Now, they don't know what's going on in your world. We are so quick out here today to put a smile on and to act like everything's all right. But for somebody to come up and have the courage to tell you that they've prayed for you tells them that the Lord put something on their heart. And throughout the years, I've had people come up to me and do that very thing. Chris, I prayed for you and your family the other day. The Lord put something on my spirit. And I tell them, thank you. Little do they know what we might have been walking through or what concern was on my heart at that time. And you know what it does, honestly? When people do that, when they have that gift of service, it lets me know that I'm not alone. It reminds me that my God loves me so much that he will give me reminders that I'm never alone. Do you know you can go into the darkest corner of your home and you can close the door and you can even lock it and you can go in the closet and close that door, do you wanna know something? You're never alone. You can never be alone if you're a child of God. He's with you and for you. And when you get that inside of you, that he's with me or for me, who then should I fear? What should I really be concerned about if my God is in my corner? And so you think about that service. You'll do a blessing that you can't imagine, but you need to be willing to do that. Another one is the gift of support. A lot of you are out there are supporting ministries or missionaries that are across, and some of you are supporting people that are even here or in your congregation at 95th. You're loving people just that much. You have that awareness and you have that talent. Another one is just the gift of presence. Have you ever there are just certain people you can be around and they just make you feel better. They make you feel loved. And they don't even have to say much. They don't have to do much, but just being with you. And it does something. It calms your spirit. It calms your soul. Mama Hogan, my mom, has that ability. She can come into a room and just touch me on my shoulder. Or just come by and just just pat me on the back. Or just touch my head. You know, run her fingers through my hair. Okay, that ain't funny. All right? I'm bald. I'm bald by choice. Okay, I can grow a head full of hair if I want to. But she can just come by and just touch me, and all of a sudden, something in my spirit, in my countenance, just will relax. That's a touch of love. Some of you, as you shake hands in the morning with people, you don't understand. That's a gift of support, that's a gift of presence, just for you to shake someone's hand and look them in the eye and say, I care about you. That's a talent. Some of us are blessed with that better than others. And again, I don't want you to feel bad if you don't have that, but you need to be aware of what you do have so you can use it. We look and we think, and I think one of the things I want to encourage us to do is to really begin to get serious and intentional about what our talents are. Be very serious about your talent. Really think about that. And I'd love for you to spend some time just praying Just asking God to show you. If you're not sure, I want you to ask the Lord to reveal that to you. Or I also want you to ask some good friends, some people that you know and that you trust. Ask them to tell you what are some of your talents. They're very aware. Your inner circle probably knows very aware of what your talents are. Ask them. As we look at this, I don't think the Lord blessed us with these talents for us to keep them to ourselves. I don't think he gave us the gift for us just to to not use it to the absolute best of our ability. And to be able to use it, you have to be aware of it first. I I figured out something, that, that it's impossible to manage something you're not connected to. It is impossible to manage anything that you're not connected to. So be connected to your gift. Begin to think about it. How has the Lord blessed you? And then I want you to think, number one, once you identify it, then I want you to start to ask yourself, who can you serve with that talent? Now, specifically, we ought to start here at the church, whether it's here at Hobson or at 95th. You want to start to think, what can I do for my church with my talent? And some of you will quickly point out, well, you know, I can't sing or or, or I can't speak. There are many, many things that the church needs outside of people that can sing and speak. Those people play a role, and I think we all have a part to play, but for you to start to think, and again, looking back at some of these gifts that I talked about, whether it's the gift of service, working in the nursery, going to visit the elderly in homes, taking meals to people, cooking a meal. If you've heard about somebody that's gone through an accident or had life happening, go cut their grass, rake some leaves. If you're a mechanic Offer to, to to fix a car for a single mom. There are things that you can do, and then serving your church. I would encourage you start to think and ask the church, "What can I do to help?" Now they did ask me uh, several months ago. My church, we were doing a Christmas choir, and they said, "Chris, we need a bass," and I said, "Well, I don't, I don't, I don't sing." And they said, "Well, no, just come up. You'll be joining in the group." And I did. I said, "Well, you don't understand. I, I don't sing." And my wife gave me that wife look. You all know that look? You know, and she just looked at me. And I did. I felt convicted in church. And I said, okay, well, I mean, is it in the group? I don't have to sing a solo or anything. And they were like, No, no, no. Just blend in and just sing. And you know what? I did. And I felt so good because I wasn't out there alone trying to sing because I know my limitation. But I was with a group. And you know something at the end of the day? I wasn't singing for the people watching. I was singing to my God. And I don't think that there's a bad note we can sing for our God, that's that true praise. Now, I put some questions down as we think about this with your talents, but I want you to really begin to consider this. What are some gifts that God has blessed you with, and why do you think he blessed you with it? Why do you think that you were so special that he gave you that talent or that gift? Now, you have to think about that because a lot of us don't consider that we're special enough to have received a gift from God, but we are. Now, you're going to have to be prayerful about why He gave that to you. You have that ability for a reason, and now we want to use it to serve. Remember, there's a difference between serving and having a spirit of entitlement. Entitlement is dangerous. We don't want to go there, we want to have that spirit of serving. That I literally, I mean, you think about serving. Hold on, let's let's back up a minute. Serving. We've all been to a good restaurant. And we've had a good server. Someone that was in tune with what you needed. Like they responded. They were there. But have you ever had a bad server? Uh Uh-huh. That's a restaurant. You won't go back to that restaurant, will you? Because they weren't in tune. They didn't seem to put your needs above their own. It was almost like you were a little bit of an inconvenience for them. And so they had that attitude. And we all know it. We've all seen that kind of attitude. And you go, you know what? That's not something I really want to be around. Whereas you begin to think about your spiritual gifts and your talents. Do you have that same kind of attitude? Or do you have the attitude of being grateful and wanting to serve? Now, that's a question I constantly ask myself. And at times I have to feel convicted because I know my spirit isn't the right way. That openness and that willingness to get better allows for improvement. And so serving, I want you to be that good waiter or that good waitress to serve your church, to serve your community, to really be plugged in and to use that talent for the absolute best that you can. And then really pray about it to God and ask him, what can you do to serve him with that talent? And I think being introspective in that way, it will help you grow. And so now when you're aware of how to use it, I want to ask the second question. And to me, this is the big one. This is the one that that I really wrestle with day and night. And it is, how can you use your spiritual gift or talent to be used to grow the kingdom of God? Because ultimately, that's what our job is, is to grow the kingdom, to make people aware, to be in tune, to be connected with them. How can your talent be used for that? Now, you might say, well, Chris, my talent is not to speak or to preach. Remember what I told you, the gift of service. A lot of times, I don't know about you, but when people can match their audio with their video, do you know what I mean when I say that? When your words match your actions, it gives you credibility. It now begins to prove to people that, hey, this person is consistent. They say one thing and they also do that thing and it matches. So if you can match your audio to your video, then I think you can serve. And then when you tell people that you're a Christian, when you talk about Jesus, they're going to be able to believe you. You're going to have better credibility because your audio matches your video. And so thinking about that, thinking about the gift of support, if your neighbor has an issue, or if you hear about somebody that's across town, for you to go support them, Now, you might say, well, Chris, I don't have the money. I didn't say anything about money. Support does not mean money. It can be. But I mean with your prayer or with your service. My neighbor, when they had their first child, I know what that's like. Okay, I know the kind of sleep deprivation you can have. And so for me, cutting his grass that first month was not a big deal. To be plugged in and to take some meals over was, to me, using a talent. See, I love to cook. I love to do that. So that's a talent. I can serve people in that way. I can be connected. And so as you think about this, I want to encourage you to be plugged in. Use your talent for God. Be aware of your talent. Pray about it so you can know. And many of us have more than just one. So be prayerful about that. How do I use it to grow the kingdom of God? If you would, pray with me. Pray about your talent. And as I close, I really want you to think about it as you go out this week. How can I use my talent? What exactly is my talent? And why do I think God gave it to me? And finally, how can I use my talent to grow the kingdom of God? Please pray with me. Our Father and all wise God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the people and the families that are represented here today. Lord, we are real people with real situations. Help us to understand how we can serve our very, very real God that is capable to handle whatever may come. Give us clarity about our talents and our spiritual grips. Show us how we can use those gifts to the best of our ability, how we can be a blessing to other people, how we can grow your kingdom. Lord, we thank you for everything that you've done. I pray for us to have heads to hear you, hearts to love you, and hands willing to serve you. Thank you for all that you have done and all that you will do for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.